0: Welcome to this bonus episode of the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing thoughts, experiences, and wisdom from the attendees of the 2022 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, the premier technology summit in the American heartland. This year, the conference had 1,700 attendees from most U.S. states and some international visitors who moved between five concurrently active venues across downtown Bentonville. The summit included five programming tracks spanning mobility and supply chain, cybersecurity, health and wellness, entrepreneurship, and Web 3.0. And now, let's hear from a few attendees of the 2022 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit.
1: Hey, Connor, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going?
0: Pretty well, (laughs) pretty well. Uh, Hey, tell me about you what would you
1: like our audience to know about you so i am an automation and robotics engineer i went to the university of arkansas studied mechanical engineering i was in the marching band so i'm you know love the arkansas sports i'm actually not from northwest arkansas but uh you know i've grown to to love it all here did engineering and then i moved on and did design engineering so that was kind of my focus while doing design engineering, I realized this field of robotics and automation. Decided to take a job doing that outside of Arkansas and then had to be back. So I moved back for a role doing automation and robotics with Tyson Foods here in Springdale. Very happy
0: to be here. Wonderful. Okay, I've got to know, what, what instrument did you
1: play in the March event? Trombone. I did trombone, but then really? I was also the drum major. So I did the conducting for a year.
0: Very nice. Yep. I too.
1: Was a trombone
0: player. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did not know I was gonna meet a fellow trombone sad. player. I shouldn't say fellow trombone player here because I have not played in quite some time and I bet it's been much more recent for uh, yeah, you. Yeah,
1: it's it's been a while for me, but I, I try and break it out when I can.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was an all state trombone player. Okay, that's not really true. It was in a uh not the all state band. It was in another band. Uh, that Similar. called, it, yeah, but it, so it wasn't that it. legit, but I'm calling Allstate, man, it's like Alabama national titles. It they is. have, how it's many do they say deal. they have? 25 or something when they <laughs> hey, Alabama fans <laughs> no. yell, has more national championships than you I know, they're old I, I'm not a fan of either team thank goodness um, <laughs> so Tyson Foods. T- tell our audience about Tyson Foods uh, in case they don't know who so, Tyson
1: is. Tyson Foods. We're we're the protein company. So we're, you know, providing food to the nation. We're we're doing things: poultry, beef, different prepared foods, lots of bacon. You know, some of these favorite foods that you know a lot. You know, go to fast food companies, things like you know Taco Bell and McDonald's and and Wendy's. So we're providing these these different foods mainly you know your chicken nuggets is what you would know the dino nuggets is what most people are familiar with yeah. um, so we're we're doing that we're providing those foods
0: great so uh let's see i wrote it down automation and
1: robotics engineer what in the world is that so it it, it can mean a few different things but in the context for me it's somebody who's taking things like robots robotic arms and and making that work for our company. So I'm taking it, and and we're developing systems around it. So we're taking the robots, and we're seeing how can we, how can we make it do a job that works for our company. And you know, having COVID with the labor shortage, these these robots they're a necessity. Uh, we we don't have enough people. We need the robots to do some of these jobs. So that's what I'm helping Tyson do is is get these robots prepared and and programming them and training them to get. You know, robots actually out there working in our plants. That's cool. So how, is, how are robotics and automation changing Tyson and how's it changing the world? It's, it, it's really making a big difference right now. So, you know, like I said, with COVID labor shortage, there's a lot of, a, a lot of positions need to be filled. Mm-hmm. And some of these are jobs that people don't want. So the ones people don't want are the first ones to be open. And in our context, it's some that are that are boring jobs, very repetitive, some that might be strenuous on people. So it's, you know, the same thing over and over. It's not fun. And so if, if we can get a robot to do that, it's it's making people happy because they don't want to do it anyways. Uh, so that's where we're trying to go first. And and other companies are doing the same thing. They're saying, what is the easiest job that we can replace with a robot? Not, or not replace, but, you know, move people to more skilled labor and that's saving us, saving us money. All these companies saving us money.
0: Well, as an economic developer, I'm hearing about workforce shortage every single day and wondering where in the world all the workers are. And so, you know, to the extent that I can, I understand the struggle and and can totally see how this is going to make a difference today and in the future.
1: Can you tell me, uh, why are you at the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit? What brought you here? So here, Tyson is just trying to provide or let people know that Tyson is transforming into a technology company. We are a technology company. Mm -hmm. Tyson in in the past, you know, we're, we're making this shift to bringing in new things like automation, AI. We had our, our CTO, Scott Spradley speak today at the tech summit. We're just trying to let people know that we are bringing in new technology. We're using it and we need people to help with it. First of all. So if you know anybody, you know, we're trying to get more automation and robotics engineers, but we're, we're letting people know that we're we're here with Walmart and J.B. Hunt and we're a part of Northwest Arkansas, this technology storm that's taken over and we're improving our company and we're trying to tell people how we're doing it, show them how they can do it, and then also just you know spread spread the news.
0: Yeah, you bet. Okay, it, if you were listening and you're an AI engineer or you're in automation and robotics, Northwest Arkansas is a great place to be. I bet you didn't know and you may not know, Connor, that Northwest Arkansas has a higher density of tech workers per capita than places like Austin and Nashville and Charlotte and Denver. I could give you a whole laundry list, but right now across the two county region, we have more than 10,000 open jobs, more than 2000 of those. Are tech roles. So wow. check it out. Okay.
1: Are you from Northwest Arkansas? Well, you said earlier you moved here. Where did you move here right. from? From Southern California. So big difference, big change coming to Northwest Arkansas. You bet you. Well, what brought you here? So I went to the University of Arkansas. So that's what pulled me in. My my grandpa was a professor there. Uh, my older sister and older brother actually went to the university and, and they talked it up. And, you know, i I I just felt like that was the change I needed and I think it really was. Fantastic move coming to Northwest Arkansas. I love it here. Wonderful. So what did you
0: expect you were getting yourself <laughs> into coming here? And then what was reality?
1: Yeah, that's so in in California there's some stereotypes about Arkansas uh-huh. in the South and, and we hear things and you know, I expected a field of, of corn and lots of cows. And I tell you, I flew into, <laughs> flew into NWA airport and that's what I saw. And it wasn't until, you know, I took the 30 minute drive to Bentonville before I saw the city and realized, you know, this is that this place, there's people that live here. And uh, yes. I went to my first Razorbacks game and I was like, you know, this is this is it. This is the place. That's great. Well, uh, how has Northwest Arkansas, and I think we'll we'll
0: end on this question. How has Northwest Arkansas changed? And I guess tell us how much time you spent here, how it's changed in that amount of time and look in the crystal ball. Tell us where you think it's going.
1: Yeah. So I, I've been here around six years and even in that time, it has grown tremendously. So the university has grown a lot down in Fayetteville. There's a lot of new apartments being built a little bit more traffic. <laughs> and up in Bentonville, you know, we've got new new buildings up all the time, new restaurants, new activities, you know, there's the the rock climbing, there's the new mountain biking trails, there's disc golf courses, I'm a disc golfer. Great. And uh, you know, there's there's all this stuff that's springing up and they're really they're growing with the people. So these changes are are following the trends for the population. And I see that continuing. So I see as it grows, we're going to get, you know, more housing, bigger housing, more apartments, more things to do, even on top of what we have. So we're going to have more activities. I'm sure we're going to continue to be the mountain biking capital of the world. We're going to expand on that. Things like Crystal Bridges, the art museum. You know, I, I see that expanding. I, I see Northwest Arkansas being a city that is as well known as places like Austin, places, you know, like Dallas, or I, I see it growing to that point. That's what I see.
0: Great. Well, I said that was the last question, but now I have to ask you a couple more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned mountain biking a couple of
1: times. So do you ride? And if not, when are you starting? I, I actually, I don't ride. Um, yeah. I tried it once and, and we, d- I did eight miles, which was way too much. I'll tell you, I'll, I like the downhill, but uphill, I'll pass on it. <laughs> <laughs> Got
0: it. Well, I'm a novice mountain biker myself and I've, I've, joked many times on this show and and the truth is it's not much of a joke my <laughs> my, my biggest challenge is keeping the rubber side down but i'm learning uh so i want to i, I want to ask you some rapid
1: fire favorites yeah favorite it, let's let's make these bentonville favorite restaurants oh man you shot me on the spot already the sushi place what's it called oh which one <laughs> <laughs> right off the freeway. It's
0: a, oh, oh, gosh. Sushi, Sushi House. House yeah. Sushi House. That place is fantastic. It's
1: it's awesome. Also, uh, Ramen Nara. That's oh, yeah. a great place. I haven't tried that. I, li- I like both of those. Okay. Favorite
0: museum that's not Crystal Bridges. Oh.
1: Museum that's not Crystal Bridges. You got well, a few choices. Well, the, the Momentaries right there. There you and, go. And I like the momentary for the outdoors. And they, they got the restaurants right there, too. So that's that's what I got.
0: awesome okay and just favorite thing to do in northwest
1: arkansas well i mentioned it It, it's disc golf uh, frisbee golf so there's a lot of courses around here the outdoors is amazing lots of great hiking it's it's fantastic it's a great great fun it's free it's you know it's a great sport so that's my favorite thing
0: awesome let's wrap it up there thank you so much connor thank you for having me all right. Let me introduce you to Mike Steely, the chief commercialization officer for Verifix. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, James. Glad to be here. Yeah, Mike. So tell our audience whatever they should know about you.
2: Oh wow. Okay. So I'm born in Fort Smith, uh, raised in in Little Rock. Have spent, you know, the the bulk of my career here in the state, working in technology uh, with various companies. Um, and I'm part right now up in Bentonville for the past three months as part of the fuel accelerator with a new company.
0: Excellent. So what's that company? What are you all about? What are you doing? It's Verifix, right? Sure. Yeah. What are you Uh, doing? Verifix. Uh, we are a, we are a
2: data company. Um, we have a machine learning based platform that creates belief insights. So if you, you know, if you, we're, 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 we're reshaping the way that you understand how to interact with a customer Mm and that we can identify through a small survey sample size, say a hundred people, the beliefs of a group and then how to actually nudge or uh, influence those beliefs over time on behalf of a brand, you know, on on behalf of
0: an organization, anything like that. Awesome. So we'll talk about your experience here so you're here as part of the fuel artificial intelligence accelerator mm-hmm. which brings about 10 companies from around the world here each year what's your experience with fuel bin sure sure so i mean
2: i'm certainly got the shortest uh distance to travel you know we've had people certainly. from austin arizona new york south korea turkey the uk a really great mix of people that are at the program it it has been, and I've I've been around you know a lot of accelerator programs. I mean, I mm-hmm. I uh, help, I guess, for the last nine years with Sapphire South Southwest, what we called accelerator at, you know, SAPA Interactive, mm-hmm. and also the ones out of Little Rock with the Venture Center, uh, and and what's been really amazing about this, and and you know, candidly, the reason the 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 company agreed for me to come here was because of the level of connections that you could get in target markets for enterprise, logistics, you know, retail, CPG, to just be able to have those conversations exhaustively on a you know daily basis, just as many people and connections you want to make and, and validate your ideas off of is just
0: invaluable. That's great. So what have you, I guess, learned in the accelerator so far? We had a, a bunch of amazing conversations mm-hmm. with folks. Yeah. What else have you learned?
2: Well, so <laughs> being an entrepreneur for many years, um one thing I've learned because this is an enterprise based town essentially. Exactly. I mean it's a you know it's a big corporate town. I had to relearn how to use LinkedIn. You just don't do that as an entrepreneur too much because you just get spam on it. So this has been a you know that that's maybe been one of the things that I've revisited that I hadn't hadn't really done in years. But from, a you know, from, from the curriculum, a lot of the value has been in how we navigate inside the enterprise today, because there's so many nuances of how, you know, decisions are made. Happy to say uh, we're launching pilots, you know, with some of the corporations around here out of the accelerator, which is exactly what we were trying to accomplish. Sure. You know, coming in.
0: That's great. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you're right, it is a big enterprise town, so to speak. And then sort of a byproduct of it is that you then have this amazing startup scene that happens around it because who doesn't want to sell to enterprise? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah and I, I think that's an attractant. I mean, obviously no one but me is from, you know, from the region. And and so, you know, there was a definite interest. And I know we're going to confident we're going to have other companies that stay, you know, besides Fairfix mm-hmm. out of the, uh, you know, out of the program here. Because, yeah, if you want to work with the world's largest company, you know, if you want to walk down the street and bump into any sort of, you know, executive or whatever, I mean,
0: it's a dog park, you know, wherever you are, uh, then, uh, yeah, it's a great place to be. Yeah, and it's really neat because you have not only Walmart, let's go ahead and name that world's largest company while we're at it, is you have 1,400 of their vendors across a couple of counties here, and so it's not just them you're running into, and the folks from JB Hunt, the folks from Tyson, the folks from Arkbest, who's a little bit further from here, but but close enough. But you're running into 1,400 vendors, and all of them have some sort of decision-making executive here. It's pretty cool.
2: Oh yeah, no, and and we're you know, we're certainly taking you know advantage of that. I mean, it's there's no way in three months that you could have a conversation with. Everyone in town, uh, which is why I'll be, you know, staying here on behalf of the company as we, you know, as we open up in the area. Because we, you know, we'll. But we'll, I mean, as we're ending fuel this week, I, I've i got, I've got
0: conversations booked out in the next week already. So <laughs> it continues on. Absolutely. So let's talk about a little bit more of here. Let's start with uh, Tech Summit. Uh, why are you here at the Northwest Arkansas mm-hmm. Tech Summit? What's been your experience so far on on day one, and what are you expecting to get out of it? Sure, sure. So I
2: have been attended the Tech Summit previously. In fact, my last company was uh, part of the you know of the entrepreneurial um, program, and we spoke at it. It's always been very invaluable for a small company like us because it's it's again one of those situations where you're going to bump into people who. Uh, are the exact people that you need to speak to inside of an organization. Mm -hmm. And because they're targeted to the niches that they are, you know, say healthcare, entrepreneurship, uh, you know, uh, uh, cybersecurity, whichever track it is, you're literally having a conversation with the exact person you would, might take you months and months and months to find. Um, And that's what I found, you know, really unique about it. This new arrangement uh, you know, at least it's new to me, you know, of being around town is also pretty cool versus just being all crammed in a, you know, in a boring uh, convention center.
0: Yeah, that's what I, one of the things I love about Big Bill is we typically do what I call the unconference conference. Yeah. In this case, five different venues all in cro- close proximity to each other instead of being, you know, stuck in the same convention center or hotel that's tied to the convention center mm-hmm. and maybe getting out for dinner. And then if you are going out to do the other things you have to do after dinner and just, it just makes you tired. Oh yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's kind of boring, but here you get to get out walk around and see the town and be healthy and keep your mind fresh during uh, the conference. And I love that it. exercise. Never bad. Uh, so let's talk about Bentonville more. What's your experience been here? How, you're in, how, how are you enjoying the town? What have you been able to get out and do? Sure, absolutely. So uh,
2: I, I'm. I mean, I'm not brand new to Bentonville. I mm-hmm. was coming here. In fact, we worked with uh, some of the companies there, Movista uh, yeah. down the road. You know, was one a client of ours. Per, and this is all pre-COVID, so I didn't really get up here for almost three years. And just the new buildings and new construction, and it, it's just amazing how how continually you know changing that the town is. It's it's there's there there's just, there's a lot of commitment to it, I guess I should say, which is, you know, which is really good for me personally with the, I adopted a puppy right before the accelerator started, mm-hmm. right before I knew that I was, you know, accepted into it. And so, you know, I've, I've been able to use all of the, uh, you know, all of the uh, dog friendly areas around town, which has been cool. Osage parks, one of the, you know, probably my, Dog's favorite place to go on the planet.
0: Love it. Uh, yeah. That's a
2: wonderful one. And and we could just walk the little boardwalk through the you know uh, through the park over to Bentville Brewery. Sure. And there's another dog park back there. And so I can't I can't lose in that situation. And uh, <laughs> you know so no yeah it's been it's been great. It, you know man top top notch and 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 again any any time you are anywhere whether it's in the dog park or uh, whether you know you're out to a restaurant, or whatever, you're always going to bump into people that are valuable for you to get to know.
0: True. Hey, pro tip, if you go around dusk at Osage Park and walk the boardwalk, walk through the uh, wetlands, your dog might get a chance to interact with the beavers.
2: Yes. Actually, we saw them one night. Oh, nice. Uh, she fortunately did not uh, jump in the water. I don't think she's that much of a water dog, so I was, I was glad for that. I was wondering what else was out there. Uh, yeah, beavers. Beavers aren't bad. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, as I understand it, the beavers moved in as they were building the park, mm-hmm. and uh, rather than try to get rid of them, they decided to co- coexist with oh. them. Such a cool park, yeah, you know, very butted cool. up against uh, Thadenville, and, mm-hmm. which is the municipal airport. Yep. Which, by the way, Aviation Magazine called the number one. Coolest airport in America this year. Congratulations. Um, but you mentioned earlier, uh, construction, Mm -hmm. you know, giving our, uh, audience an idea of how much construction is happening here. Um, (laughs) in Bentonville, we pulled picture a town of 60,000 people that pulled one point, I think 1.2 or 1.3 billion dollars in construction permits last year. That's Bentonville. And, don't doubt it. You know, to be fair, a fair amount of that is uh about a little over half of that is is the new campus part of the new campus mm-hmm. that, that Walmart is putting up, you know, it's 350 beautiful acres just talked about it the other day with uh Courtney Barrett on the, mm-hmm. the podcast. And I, I think I was just gushing with her. She's the director of workplace mobility at Walmart. and I was just discussing to, to, to her about, yeah, <laughs> yes, about how incredible that campus is oh, and yeah. that, you know, I've been on a lot of tech campuses in Silicon Valley. And that place is, from, from everything I can tell, going to be just as fantastic, if not surpass many of those campuses, which is incredible. Oh, yeah, I'd
2: agree. And I, I, you know, the, the, from what I've read and the pictures I've seen, it definitely looks, looks like it. The, you know, the integration with the trail system, mm-hmm. I, I think is going to be really unique. The Walton, uh, you know, uh, family, uh, giving the money for the athletic facility there, you know, is yeah. just, just icing on the top. I think that is just amazing. So yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing it finished.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, what you mentioned, I would call a ha, call it a hashtag Bentonville thing, putting trails like, you know, the Razorback Greenway, rerouting it through the middle of campus, having a mountain biking trail on campus. What Fortune 500 company has that. Well, only, only one Fortune 1 company will have a mountain biking trail on its campus. Yeah. But so with that said, let's wrap this up with you telling me a story. And it would be a hashtag because Bentonville story. In other words, a story that sort of speaks to the uniqueness of Bentonville or the, the essence of this place.
2: Sure. Uh, well, so I, yeah, I'm in charge of uh, commercialization mm-hmm. for Verifix. We're, a, you know, we've been in the government of space for about three years. We do some really cool things, and and I've been tasked with figuring out how, really, how and where we need to grow. The commercial side of our business outside of washington dc and uh so i've invited in and and mark walsh our chairman um and also a venture capitalist scott ruxton ventures uh wanted to come to town he's a big fan of arkansas uh he's he hasn't spent too much time in northwest arkansas but he's a big fan of the state and then adam heisch our uh, our head of operations are here with me and I the first meetings we had this morning. So we literally have only been here for about an hour and a half, you know, and we met with the fuel representatives as well as Jeff Amron and uh, then walked over with Toby and to the conference room at the collaborative facility that looks out on the trail and to the back of, you know, the uh, momentary Mm -hmm. and Toby starts to describe a little bit of what's going on. And Mark, you know, Mark, starts to tell his background, of which includes AOL. He he was one of the execs at AOL uh, originally. And Toby goes, oh, yeah, Steve Case, the, you know, former CEO there, he's going to be in town in a couple of days. He's having a conference with Condoleezza Rice and all these other people. And by the, you know, five minutes later, uh, Mark Walsh, our, you know, lead investor and, and chairman was like, all right, I'm cancel my flight. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said. He said I can tell this is a place that I need to stay. So, uh, and and that is one of those things that it doesn't surprise me at all that there's just the timing of, you know, us having somebody he has a connection in and with because so many people are coming through, you know, this part of the country now. So,
0: a- absolutely, that wouldn't be the first time I've heard somebody get here and spend a day or so yeah. here and decide. They have to cancel their flight. It's an hour and a half. It's been a little man, bit longer. So. An hour and <laughs> a half. I love quick decision makers. There you go. Uh, you know, speaking of Steve Case, he, he just wrote a book. Hey, I guess I'm plugging a book on the podcast mm-hmm. now. Steve Case just wrote a book or uh, dropped his newest book, Rise of the Rest. Steve, you owe me. Uh, all two of my listeners will, uh, will pick up that book now, but it does mention Bentonville very early in the book and talks about the Northwest Arkansas ecosystem. Absolutely. Uh, a great book about, you know, the rest of the country and and what's happening mike this has been great oh, thanks yeah, for joining the show absolutely let me introduce you to phil shellhammer senior director of business innovation at the university of arkansas phil welcome to the show thanks james hey phil well phil is my first repeat offender right. on the bentonville beacon <laughs> podcast a second time and i remember how big his eyes got When he realized not only was he one of my early guests on the show, but I think maybe in the second sentence, I mentioned that it was season one, episode one. Yes. Uh and so put Phil, a little pressure on you after that. That was tough. Yeah, first of all, thank you for being my guinea pig and unknowingly uh, doing to. it. I mean, I came back, so it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, not too terrible. <laughs> so, uh, Phil, let's get in the first show. You talked about the greenhouse outdoor recreation program. Yeah, yep. Uh, so, will you give us an update on that? If you will, remind the audience what that is, sure. and then give us an update on how things are going. Sure,
3: greenhouse outdoor recreation program. So we call it GORP. Um, Gorp is an incubator for startups, for early stage entrepreneurs. They're trying to build some solution within outdoor recreation specifically. So it could be products, services, digital solutions, anything that has to do with trying to solve a problem within outdoor rec. And we do that through kind of ongoing a la carte uh, throughout the year we help. And then twice a year, we have this intensive incubator that people apply to when they get accepted, they get team-based mentoring. A student from the university is an intern. Financial support we give up to fifteen thousand dollars of non-dilutive seed funding, which really helps a lot of these companies get yeah. from idea to launch and get ready for their launch. So,
0: yeah, fifteen thousand dollars non-diluted funding is is really for companies like this can be the difference between I'm able to launch, no doubt, and not doing anything at no all. Doubt. Right,
3: no doubt it's a huge it's a huge first step. We're we're funded by the Walton Family Foundation, um, and just the, the ability to. To have that initial funds for them to get their there's nothing
0: ground, for many companies, it makes a huge difference. No doubt. You bet. Uh, can you give us an update on the progress of the program? I guess you are on cohort two. We are. Maybe tell us about some of the companies that have been in the program or yeah. in the program, whatever you want.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, we have seven companies in this time. So the first time we did four in the spring, all four companies still viable, still going strong. Nice. Great stories from each one of them. But, but this time we have seven companies in, so we're able to expand. We have a lot of applicants coming, so we're trying to get as many as we can in. And this time we have a lot of product companies. So we have five different product companies, three of them, three individual companies are all building bikes. Uh, nice. And yet each one are building different types of bikes. None of them competitive to each other. And then we have um, a couple of great service companies as well. Not all this is cycling, of course, because we have, we have a great company, our uh, camping solution. We have a, a tour guide for uh, Buffalo River tours um, nice. in our, in our group as well. Um, so we've got a really good mix of companies. Just have your on the product side this time.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I want to mention the Buffalo River real quick, since, since you sure. you mentioned it. For those who may not know, that is the nation's first national river. And gosh, I saw recently it's 50, 60 years. Uh, yeah, it was been, a big anniversary, 30, 50, maybe, 60, maybe 40. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I can't get it right. Yeah. You can look it up. <laughs> uh, but <Google> uh, it. <laughs> a multi-decade anniversary yeah, no, no. Uh, recently in a river I spent a lot of time on. It's amazing. Uh, growing up, since my dad grew up near the Buffalo River, for the sake of time, uh, let's just, oh, let's do some rapid fire questions first. Sure. Let's do rapid fire Bentonville questions. Okay. Favorite restaurants. And I'll put an S on the end of it to, to give so you. But more than one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, because
3: it really does depend on what I'm looking for that night. So, the, the staple for us for the longest time has been Table Mesa. Like, Table Mesa has always oh, been yes. our favorite one. It's the one restaurant we refuse to take the kids. Like any other place we can go, we get kids to get, but Table Mesa for us is just, just my wife and I go there. We're not having nice. the kids in that place. So Table Mesa is awesome. Uh, and definitely would be the, our top choice if we're picking a place to go. There's so many great places that have come up recently that we keep finding new all the time. Like, oh, there's a new place. We got to try that. Oh, we got to try that. Here's a food truck over here. This is phenomenal. Right. So we keep adding to that list, but, but Table Mesa is kind of that staple that we always go back to.
0: Very nice. Favorite museum? Favorite museum? <laughs>
3: Well, there are multiple ones around for sure. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go sideways on you a bit. So Crystal Bridges obviously is gorgeous, beautiful, amazing museum. But there's something called Shiloh Museum of the Ozarks down in Springdale. Mm. And I happen to get to know them a little bit better when I was working on the project before this role. And uh and they just have a great story to tell about how this area got built up from indigenous people to now. And so it's really a fascinating story about our area and, and a great one that I don't think a lot of people make it to.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't. Uh, have you ever been to the Museum of Native American History in Bentonville? I, I have not. I've heard it's great. Yeah, yeah, made it for the first time a few months ago. It was fantastic. Yep. And I guess I got to tell you, I've never seen such a variety of arrowheads in my life. Oh, I, bet. I didn't know there were that many possible different arrowheads. It was incredible. Yeah. In fact, driving around town, one of the things that you see from time to time, now there's, there's one road with a, down the road in Rogers, and then you'll see one of these also Behind the hub. And that is these giant arrows in the ground. Oh, yeah. Recognizing, you know, the past. There's these giant telephone poles that are made into arrows. And and that's a big deal around here, public art. So I have to ask that question. Favorite public art?
3: Oh boy. Favorite public art. So I mean, I I love all the uh, I love all the steel stuff you see around the trails, right? there's kind of like, there's one in particular that has a whole bunch of bikes, just kind of like all one color and stuck together. It's just, it's fascinating. It's just a fascinating look. It definitely shows the embracing we have of of cycling as a whole here, but it just, I think it's always
0: fascinating to run across that stuff as you're on the trail. Yeah, exactly. And so, okay, one more favorite thing since you're outdoor rec, favorite thing to do or favorite place to go in the Ozarks to just get away and thing to do.
3: Well, recently it's been fly fishing. So my dad got me into fly fishing a long time ago. We have amazing world-class fly fishing all up and down uh, northern Arkansas, especially east of us. But, you know, you go off the backside of the buffalo, off the tailwaters, mm. there's great trout fishing down there. And so, so lately, and I've got a son who's 15, he's gotten into it with me. And so going with him fly fishing has been quite a bit of fun.
0: Awesome. All right. One last question. Sure tell me a story. This is a hashtag because Bentonville story. Mm. Uh, in other words, a moment or or something that could only happen here or tells the essence of this place.
3: Yeah. I, I think now I'll go back to Gorp, right? So a few months ago, I got connected with an entrepreneur in Houston randomly. right? And they're like, Hey, you're doing something outdoor wreck up there. And he's doing something outdoor wreck in Houston. You should just talk. So I start talking to him and I'm learning that he's one founder of three. And the other founder is up in Detroit and in, I think out West somewhere. Three all founders late. all over the place, right? <laughs> and, and we start talking to them about what their solution is. And it's trail-based. There's some really interesting pieces to it. And we start talking about Northwest Arkansas. I'm like, well, have you considered this area? Do you know much about it? They didn't know much about it. So they came and visited. And I don't know that you could find another place in the country that would have embraced these three founders as much as this city did. Bentonville just put their arms around them. Different groups jumped in to kind of set their schedule for them, help them find people to connect to, learn about what their, pro- what their project is. Entrepreneur sport groups come out of the woodwork to kind of say, "How can we help? How can we figure this out?" And since then, they have been doing pilots through here, tons of customer discovery, um, and have just been embraced by our community. Now, I don't know if they're going to move here. I have no idea how it's all going to play out at the end of the day. From an economic development standpoint, it'd be great if they did. But regardless, no one started with "We want them to move here." They started with "How can we help you solve a problem that we're passionate about? Because we love cycling, and you're doing something in the trail space. How can we help you?" And this this entire community just just wrap the arms around them to the point where you talk to them now, and they will tell you how much they feel like they're part of this community, even if they don't live here.
0: Awesome, that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, I think I know the company you're talking about, and I can tell you based on a recent conversation that the answer is going to be yes. So <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Phil, thank you so much yeah, uh, for taking the time to give us a quick update, and uh, maybe you'll be uh, the first one to go three times too. Oh, I want the hat trick for sure. Thanks, right. James. See ya. Wasn't that great? Hey, whether you attended this year or realize you need to attend next year, save these dates. The 2023 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit will take place October 15th through 17th. And while I can't share all the details yet, here's a little teaser. I got to peek into the early planning discussions and learned one of the leading tracks may be automation and AI. To learn more about this year's Tech Summit, and it's a space to watch for 2023 as well, check out nwatechsummit.com. Also, check out the episodes of the Bentonville Beacon podcast at bentonvilleeconomicdevelopment.com or your favorite podcast player, where, of course, you'll also hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You'll find weekly Bentonville Beacon episodes are released each Monday, while bonus episodes, including this series, typically drop each Friday. Keep coming back to this podcast to learn more about Bentonville's leaders and their businesses and more about Bentonville in Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. See you next time.